talk this week and i'm excited about that let's get it guys all right let's go ahead and get right in to it let's hey real start quick with, uh, yeah i don't mean to cut you off already how you doing nobody ever asked how i'm doing no yeah you i didn't realize that no I, yeah, nobody you guys, cares you guys are selfish no yeah nobody cares you guys just want to get right to the wrestling talk so let's get right to the wrestling talk i could be having the worst <laughs> day in the world and it doesn't matter because we're sitting here talking about wrestling so that's what it's all about hey um triple h it came out this week that he is in favor and he is going to a shortened WrestleMania card this year. We know that he typically likes the more condensed wrestling shows. When he had NXT TakeOver years ago, back in the day, it was two, two and a half hours tight, five to six matches max, and we were always left wanting more. We've kind of seen that also with these other pay-per-views since he's taken over. We are no longer doing the four and a half hour shows with two or three pre-show matches. He's kind of really tightened it up. And it sounds like he's doing the same thing with WrestleMania this year, which is still going to be, of course, two nights. I want to go down the cards so far that we know. And then I want to get your guys' thoughts on kind of just the uh, your opinion on are you in favor of the shorter card? And what does that look like? Because we've always been told WrestleMania, you try to get as many people on that car to get them a payday, to get them that look. That's kind of like the celebration. Uh, and from what we've heard this week, some of the talent are upset because they are not going to make the cut. So let's look at what we know for a fact is happening on WrestleMania this year. Of course, at the top of the car, we got Roman versus Cody for the Universal Championship. We have Charlotte versus Rhea for the SmackDown Women's title. We have Bianca versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. And what was made official this Monday, and we will talk about this after we get through this part of the conversation. Gosh, no. Is Brock versus Amos. Omas. Omas. That, that is what we have guaranteed. The safe assumptions, of course, will be Seth and Logan Paul, right? Also, which we'll talk about. John Cena. Right after this. <laughs> Bobby versus Bray Wyatt. Bobby. Hopefully this Monday we get John Cena and Austin Theory official for the U.S. title. And then the next two, there's, we know there's going to be some sort of combination of the Usos, KO, and Sammy. Some combination of, we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. And then with what we saw with the women's title match, which I cannot wait to get Rhodesia's thoughts <laughs> on the main event of Monday Night Raw, we know we're going to get some type of combination with Damage Control, Becky, Lita, and Trish. Okay, so as of right now, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's probably not too many more matches that's going to be announced if we're talking about a condensed. We're probably talking about maybe four total. But other than that, that's probably, that could be it. 
So overall thoughts, Rhodesia, I, I will leave with you. What is your thoughts about having a much more condensed WrestleMania card? And then just from a, a viewer fan perspective, are you completely in favor of it? Are you, would you, are you going to miss those marathon shows we used to have? Just tell me what you think. Uh, so I think you hit the nail on the head right there when you said um, from a fan perspective and being there live at the show, I am so in favor of a shorter WrestleMania. Um, again, this is about to sound like first world problems, right? Mm-hmm. But the past manias of, that I've been to, they have been absolute marathons. So, by, And I don't think it's really fair to the main event and those leading up to the end of the show because I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued at that point. So for me, having this two nights, having a more maybe looking at maybe a four-hour show both nights, I'm all for it um, as the fan. Again, it is unfortunate people are going to miss out on a payday, but hey, have a, have the Andre Giant over the top Battle Royal. You can get all the rest of the guys in there and then do something for the ladies. Yeah, interesting. Hey, before I go, like, Matt, you know, you go to a lot of these WrestleManias, right? Really got me going into them, man. What, what are your thoughts? I think this is fantastic. I think it's incredible. You have been there with us. When you get around that four and a half hour mark and you look down your clock and you're like, we got two more hours of this show. Yeah, three because more, you got to get there early. Go. Yep. Right? You got to get there early. And back, in, of course, when we were going before pre-pandemic, you had two to three pre-show matches. Hey, you want to get in there for the pre-show matches, which means you're going to show up before those pre-show matches anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours before bell time. Because you got to get through the 70,000 people to get to your seats and get your drinks and your food and all that kind of stuff. So by the middle of the show, you're already gassed. Like, you are done for. So for us to not have to sit through a seven-hour show, and I think one of the last um, shows before they went two nights, I think clocked in legit at like seven hours. I bet. From the time the first match started to the last match. It was like a seven-hour show. As much as we all love wrestling, it is absolutely a – too much of a good thing is not good anymore. And you're just, you're like, you're over it. You're over it by time to main event. So I am two thumbs up on this one. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about it at, at the time I considered it, I was indifferent towards it because I'm pretty okay. open to most things. Um, but, you know, I remember our first WrestleMania that we went to together in, um, in, in Dallas, Texas, man, that was a long day. Right. And, and I, I was glad that they actually ended up putting it on, you know, two nights. Because, like, yeah, that was a marathon, you know, starting that early yep. in the day. And even going two days, you know, we're talking about, like, four to five hours. I mean, that's a lot of wrestling. You know, we talked about one of the AEW shows, and I can't remember which one it was. But it was an awesome card top to bottom. But we, I felt like we were watching wrestling forever, right? And I feel like everything has expiration date to where there's, like, a sweet spot and how much good of anything you can have in, in, a, in a day or in a night. So if they can give us maybe, I think three hours, maybe three and a half hours mm-hmm. each night. That might be, might be ideal. I was trying to remember, and maybe maybe you guys can can think of it like back in the day WrestleMania. Like how long were those? Before three and five. Three and a half hours. Max. I thought it was about five when we no, first started back going. In the day. Back in the day, like back like, in the like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, uh, three hours. Three hours, right? Because yeah. yeah, I think and the longest closer, one. Was, it was closer to like two forty-five than it was three. Wow. It never went over three hours. Yeah, because yeah. I remember yeah. the longest one was the when Macho Man won the championship in that tournament. And I was, was like, five, a, remember? Right? 
Yeah, because it was like a two-tape two, t- two box set, I remember. It was two-tape. I yep. thought was cool, yep. right? Because you open sure it up was. and had like the picture. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the longest one, right? Um, yep. So, yeah, I think that... It, and I feel bad for the talent, right? Because you, yep. you want them to get paid and be recognized. I think it's a great time of the year. But I think it might, in some ways, strive them to work a little bit harder to you know, take notice. Um, I think some. I think uh, Zoe Starks was on Busted Open another day. She made one thing. Um, she made a very interesting point to me. She said, hey, I need to make sure that I bring something out of myself that people take notice of. And I think that if other wrestlers make that a mindset for them, maybe we might see more competition to, to push themselves to be on Mania the next year. So I think it might be a great thing. I do too. Um, I think you guys are both spot on with it. It does suck because you want all the talent to be recognized. But since they have gone away from traditional pay-per-view, you know, in the United States, I don't think anybody's ever really talked about pay scale with Mania. You know, so I don't, we don't even know how that works anymore now that they're strictly on Peacock, you know, and they're on the yeah. network outside of the United States. I don't even know if they'd even get a significant bump, you yeah. know, so, uh, but I am in favor of these tight, condensed shows because it leaves you wanting more. And that is absolutely exactly. personal problems. Even if you're not going to these shows, like, and because we watch with such a detail, you know, if it was just something that was on the background and, on TV, okay, let it go 12 hours. Who cares, right? But when you're watching and you're intently, trying to really just take in everything from interests to the actual match quality to post-match to the commentary. It gets taxing on you. You're just like, dang, is this show ever going to be over? It reminds me of like, or I'm drawing a parallel here to like watching a five-hour Marvel movie. You know, so we kind of were dreading the three, three plus hour yeah. Marvel movies. You know, you're going to, you don't even want to get up. You know, we were at, well, I forgot what movie it was. Was it the first in game or the first, um, it might be in game or the one that came up before infinity war. I think everybody was like, well, make sure you PP before the movie starts. Cause you're not going to want to get up, but just imagine <laughs> that. Like, that's how I felt like it's a five hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have your one match to throw away. And then you get somebody like me who likes to drink beer and buy my third beer. I want to just go to sleep. And most times I fall asleep. During the WrestleMania. Yeah, first world problem. Sorry, guys. I sound like this. The good thing is for you, Triple H knows you like to go on your beer breaks and your wine breaks. He put the perfect match on the (laughs) card for you. On both nights, right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, guys. Brock Lesnar. Actually, before we get to Brock Lesnar. Let's do the other one first. Okay. Oh, I got a, how about I got a question for you too? Okay. You guys put me through the ringer two weeks I ago. Oh, God. You guys I'm put me you. through the ringer two weeks ago. Here comes the promo. Who Here we go. Has had the best return? <laughs> Soraya <laughs> or Bray Wyatt? And oh my God, you would have thought I asked you guys to commit murder in broad daylight the way you guys jumped down my throat. Oh my God, how would you ever think? It could be Soraya. Look at what Bray's done. I told you I was at the, the show the week of Christmas. The crowd went crazy for him. Is there any chance right now you guys want to walk back? And I, I nope. won't even, I'm not going to say I told you so or anything like that. Do you nope. guys want to walk back nope. your comment from two weeks ago? Because a lot has changed in two weeks. Nope. Nope. Because guess what? Soraya has had a better return nope. so far than Bray Wyatt. Nope. Bray's going to have a WrestleMania payday. Soraya's not even going to be on Revolution. 
Or she might be on it, but she's not even wrestling her revolution. So that's nope, great. I'm she's in, with she's in the triple threat match. I really oh, need you to watch yeah. wrestling. Like, that's, that is true. That okay. is true. So we're striking you from this conversation. Yeah. So Ishan, my brother E. So what you got, man? Friends and supporters of the show. I knew this was coming because Matt's been <laughs> various text messages been talking about this all week. If it's so re- he just won't let this go. He like he just won't he just can't be wrong, right? Like hey, in life we're always something. Sometimes we just don't hit, okay? Sometimes we just hit. Matthew, I'm calling you by your real name. Matthew, <laughs> you can't sit here and tell me from a storyline perspective that is doing anything right. The people in AW don't care about her. I don't care how you feel about Bray Wyatt's storyline. He still gets a reaction. So that he means he's working for somebody. Though. He has one. He has one. I'm not going to tell right, you. Cool. You need to go back and watch shows like you asked your wife to do. You go Got back, it. you watch hey. these shows, you come back and tell me. And Very it doesn't cool. matter what you say. Soraya's okay, got to have a better storyline. So on Friday, we had the Firefly Funhouse, right? Which we thought that was done for before, like the Rumble. It, that was supposed to be dead. Remember, all the puppets were gone, but they're back now. So, Ishan, can you tell me what the point of that promo was? I, Maybe I missed it. Maybe like I went to the bathroom because I had too much beer. Can you tell me like no no the, problem? The this, is, this is my job to execute. So Appreciate Bray it. is a horror fan, right? How many yeah. times has Jason died? He we've we didn't got like thirty five movies. This man won't Absolutely. won't he he won't die. Freddie's still around. Actually, hey, I actually would like a new Freddie movie. That might be something we need to talk about with the new cinema. Yeah, I think it's yeah. time to bring it back to a new audience. But yeah, people come back to life all the time. These supernatural type of thingies. I mean, so then, yeah. so, so Friday's promo was just him showing you that he's a horror <clears throat> guy and he's back now. And so let's also not revisit the history. We ain't talking about what happened this week. You asked me last week, so no, we ain't no. talking about a messy promo from this week. You're right at the you're time right. we talking about last week. Okay, you're right. So then Monday, Bobby Lashley comes out, and then Bray Wyatt's back to the whole Muscle Man music video. So was that like riveting television to you? Were you like? Man, this return has been incredible. And now I get this fantastic music video. Is that what you're telling me also? No, what I'm telling you is okay for you not to like something, but it, the overall mass people, when when Paige, Soraya, who should be like their version of the female CM Punk comes out to crickets, that means there's a problem she's with the story. She's not coming out to crickets, though. But, okay, if you want to hey, uh, say that. But we know she's not coming uh, out to crickets. Okay. And we know Rady is no. I need you to. Hold you on. can't get in, involved in this conversation. No, no, no. I had to go pull up Google. on the internet. No. I just, I just go, Googled it. Go on your Googles real quick. I just Googled okay, it. Hold up. Stop. When did this happen? Straight Which right part? there, you guys. Not knowing Jamie the Hayter. Score? Well, I knew, I knew Ruby Soho was going to be in the match. I didn't know that Soraya was okay. in the match. Did that happen the mm-hmm. same week that Ruby got in a match? Yeah, every every Wednesday is Dynamite, 7 p.m. Mm, Central, don't do that. 8 p.m. Eastern. Just watch point it. Is, you will point you'll is. be surprised. What point is, on that point show. is, Soraya, Soraya, still, Soraya still is not getting a WrestleMania paycheck, so Bray still wins this. And you don't know Bray either, because we just talked about how we don't know the pace for <laughs> WrestleMania. Okay? So, regardless, we'll revisit this in maybe another two weeks, but you guys know the real. So, let's, let's get back to what we were talking about before we got on that diatribe so we have now um omas and brock lesnar word comes out brock said hell no i'm not (laughs) working with bray wyatt he said i'd rather work with the 400 pound nigerian giant than work a program 
with Bray Wyatt. I think we all probably can understand why. I This is strange booking. And if this is any indication that, hey, Vince absolutely still has something to do with creative, this is exhibit A <laughs> and exhibit B is Bobby versus Bray for sure. Because this came out of nowhere. This was like, we were on here just last week, kicking it up. Ah, there's no way they're doing like that match. Mm-hmm. This has got to be a swerve. There's no way that, you know, Brock's going to accept the challenge. He's going to show up and say, give me Bobby and we're going to get the big blow off. That didn't happen. Even that setup was like super um, awkward. It wasn't even awkward. I mean, you can say awkward, but like to me, it was, uh, what's the word? It was um, forced. Like the setup for this match was MVP sell me on this match. Yeah, It was kind of like, that was what they should have did backstage. But we yep. actually saw it in the middle of the ring. That was pretty, pretty strange. So what do you guys got to say around those two matches? Bray versus Bobby and then Brock in the 400-pound, I think he's a 420-pound Nigerian giant. What do you guys think? So I'll start with the Brock and Omos. The only thing I'm looking forward to that is seeing Omos getting suplexed around and even at five because that's going to be an absolute sight to see. Because um, okay. we've never, I've never seen Omos get handled like that. I actually... Hopefully the fans don't just completely cancel me after all of this so far today. I actually kind of oh, look forward to this. They don't cancel you for this. They're absolutely going to cancel you when we get to <laughs> AEW. So they listen, are listen, absolutely listen. Absolutely going to listen, cancel you. Listen. Wait till you hear this, E. Wait till you hear what, <laughs> what was I about to say during Dynamite. I can't what wait ha- for that part. What happened? No, you, don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. See. So, anyways, I'm actually really excited to see this Bray and Bobby play out. One because. But Bray is all these different characters. He has all these personalities. And if I had to get between Brock or Bobby, I'd rather it be Bobby because I can already see how he plays into this. Stop playing on these mind games. I, he's actually more animated. So I'm actually really looking forward to what this is actually going to be. And that's the reason why I still said that I'm more invested in this whole Bray and his return has been better than Soraya because I actually am kind of excited about Bobby and Bray. Okay. Eshan's mic is not working right now. He does this like once an episode. <laughs> I do. I thought I pressed it <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but if uh, if if the if the the news is correct about Brock saying no to Bray, I mean it might make sense when in with the sudden change, right? And in a lot of ways, like we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like for them to work a program, it, it would seem kind of strange because you know it's a lot of mumbo jumbo. And, and Bray act right, right now, right? It, it reminds me of like, uh, in a lot of ways, it's this version's or this generation's version of Undertaker. It's going to be a lot of spooky, hocus pocus type stuff that Brock doesn't do. I've never seen him do it in any type of way. And he probably wasn't interested in doing it. So there's that. But I'm not interested at all in the almost. And, and I feel so bad, man. You know, you know me. I love to support people of color in positions, but he just don't do it for me. I don't I, look. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to go too far into it, but that match doesn't do it for me. Um, actually, I never considered what Rhodesia mentioned about Bobby being able to kind of play up into that type of world with his personality. So maybe mm-hmm. that might be interesting. Um, you know, but I like Bobby. I like Bray. Um, I like to see what they do together. But I am uninterested in Brock and uh and almost. But you know, the thing about it, they've given us no reason to be interested in him, and it's not even his fault per se. It's we not. saw him. Uh, in Saudi with 
with um like. Braun, with Braun. Braun. With Braun Strowman, right? Yeah, remember they this was motorboating ever. each other and stuff like that. Uh, and is that the last match we've seen on WWE TV with him? Maybe. No, we've seen him. No, he's he's been uh he popped up he popped up randomly on Raw. MVP announced him. He came back out and did something. And okay, and it was then like he was, was like off TV quick, for a while. Right? Yeah, and that was, was it. I think it's the last time we've seen him. Yeah. yeah, I think we legit have not seen him wrestle more than two matches since like November. Yeah, but now he's in the match with with Brock, one of your biggest stars, Brock Lesnar. That's why we're not invested in him. It has nothing to do personally with him at all. It's how he's being presented. I just think it's a waste of one of your biggest main eventers in Brock that this is the match that he has at right now, your biggest WrestleMania of the year. To me, that, that's why I'm kind of turned off on it, just completely. And then you can, you know, so if I wanted to play devil's advocate and say, which I know it's not, but let's just say that Bray was the number one option. And that's where they were putting all their eggs in their basket was Bray and Brock. And Brock's like, no, no thanks. I'm not doing that. And then he is the second option or maybe the last resort is almost okay. But we know that's not the case either, right? Because you still have not set that up. Even when Bray came out there two Fridays ago and was just like, hey, whoever wins, I'm coming after you. Yeah, I got excited because I was like, wow, that's different. But even that was like, I don't know. Where did that come from? So, yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, hey, nothing can be perfect. I just thought that was super duper strange. And I'm not a fan of that match. And I am really not a fan right now of what Bray is doing. Are those promos entertaining to me? Yes, they're entertaining, but it's we're going in circles. Like the, the whatever story, it feels like whatever story they were going to tell when he first came back completely got scrapped. And now I can see we're that. back to I can see that. Now we're just yeah, now we're just back to oh, it's Bray Wyatt, he's playing mind games. Let's let no it'll make sense. You know, it'll make sense. No, it'll make sense, and it hasn't. I mean, not to go on a, a long diatribe on that, but like LA Knight. Where the hell is LA Knight at? Yeah. Right. He held his own. He we talked about. It. He carried that feud with Bray. He loses to Uncle Howdy. Yes, we've seen him on SmackDown since, but this goes back to what they talked about before Bray came back. Nobody is in a better spot after Bray's feud than they were going into it. And maybe that's also what Brock thought and was like, "No, because if I win, okay, I was supposed to. If I lose, I lost to Hocus Pocus." I think there's a lot there. I hope they figure it out because if you look at the kind of pop that Bray got back in October when he came back, one of the loudest reactions we've heard in a very long time. And there's a lot of people who are starting to get a little worn thin now of this story and where they're going. So So they just got to be careful. Before we move on from this, real quick question to both of y'all. Knowing what we have now, the cards that's dealt right now, would you rather not have Brock at Mania at all? If his opponent is almost... Yeah, no, you can't do that. no, you still do that. Yeah, you do it five, six minutes, get in, get out, but at least he's there. I mean, because people are buying tickets to see Brock. Got it. So he's got to be on the car. He's got to be on the car. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. All right, let's get to it. Monday night, new women tag team champions. They absolutely deserve some applause for that. Look at Radisha's face. She is not ready to have the conversation that is coming after this, not in the congrats slightest. and shout out to Lita and Becky for beating Damage Control for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Rhodesia. Yes. Lita's one of your favorite wrestlers. You told a story on the podcast a couple weeks ago about how you met her in line, how she was so sweet. Can't pull any punches, though. 
What was your thoughts on the match? And most important, I guess, or particularly, Lita's performance. All right, so that is two totally separate questions. I'll start with the first. And we're not pulling punches. Just like how you just mentioned about, just like with the whole Brock and Omos thing. Like, where? how did we get here? To me, that's exactly how I felt. How did Lita and Becky even come together? I know that one night Becky needed friends, so she called up a friend and boom, she popped up. Rumor was maybe it was supposed to be Trish that was supposed to come in or whatever the case is. But to me, I'm not even bought into to that whole story. So to me, even though Lita is my favorite female wrestler, I can't even get behind this because... I don't even understand why y'all are a tag team. You know, Becky, you're too big of a star to be paired with anybody, especially another woman. Like if she did something like with with Seth, then that'd be kind of cool there. But Becky's too big of a star to be paired with anybody to be a tag team. Now, I'm happy as a Lita fan that, hey, she gets one more run at doing something she absolutely loves. I think I talked about this last week and weeks before. Anytime a wrestler wrestler can come back and do what they love, bravo to them. I'm not a fan that they won the tag team championship in any way, shape, or form. I don't understand how Lita, who's 40-plus years old, and Becky, again, maybe I shouldn't do that. It sounds like ageism. But someone like Lita, who's been out of the ring for so long, and Becky, who's a star, can beat somebody like Dakota and EO. That, to me, just is not believable. So I'm not bought in on there on both sides. One, on the physical aspect of it, and then two, on the storyline of who Becky and Lita are. Uh, So that's my thought there. Now, being able... The second question was what exactly? I forgot. Just Lita's performance in that match. Oh, Lita's performance. I can't I can't talk about it because she has been out of the um ring for a long time. Rust ring rust is a thing. Just like how we saw how Soraya came back and she was a little clunky too. Lita was a lot more clunk- clunkier than than Soraya. Um but no, she did not have a good performance at all. But I don't think I was expecting her to have a good performance. So I don't know if that's um positive thinking or negative thinking. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It wasn't a good performance from her, but again, what would I expect? What did, would anybody expect? Ishan, what did you expect? And what did you see Monday night? Man, you guys is... I expect you guys to be so hard on these these sisters coming out here trying to do their thing on TV. You know what I'm talking about? You Lord. mean to say when you're really hard on Soraya and you won't say that Bray Wyatt's return has so far been an epic <laughs> failure? You mean like that? Or... Are we just going back to like? No, we just we just want to admit that uh, Soraya's portrayal in AEW is an epic failure and if even nah, worse of a portrayal. They won't admit that, all. and that has nothing to do with my man. We get to it, but I think Soraya just looks phenomenal. Every time she comes on the screen, she's just I'm like, wow, she just looks yeah. good. I feel like she looks better now than she did five years ago. Sure, but, yeah. Well, let me, we'll, sure. we'll get back to AEW. We'll get back to AEW no, later but, on. And and I mean this, and I said it before. I mean it with the most utmost respect. Oh, I know I going. can absolutely mean this. Give it to me. She looks like a gorgeous Michael Jackson. <laughs> if Michael Jackson was a female. That wasn't what I was expecting at all either. I love it. She looks like she a gorgeous Michael Jackson. I'm actually probably going to send her that in the tweet and just tell her, like, hey, no no disrespect. She may block me for it, but every time I see her, I'm like, she might be, don't do She that. might be flattered. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, might, no, I no, would be flattered if somebody told don't me tweet. that. No, don't, don't tweet that. Don't tweet if that. If someone said. She's a gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. Michael Jackson. If someone said, Rodeja, you back. look like a gorgeous Michael Jackson, I would say thank you. She did like, really you like a gorgeous thriller off the wall, Michael Jackson. Sheesh. You know what I mean? Man, That's so like, be yeah. it. Yeah, so she's like it. the mm. dangerous, history, beautiful Michael Jackson. Ah, Okay, we'll, we'll get back to Soraya in, in, in a minute. But um, yeah, I mean, so it's WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. And they're they're transitioning from one PLE to the next. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so how do we get there? So sometimes the transition is what we like because we want like a storyline reason to get from one to like they're going from one thing to the next. So if sometimes you're going to rush storylines together. Um, and you think about like Becky, like if she can't be an either women's title um, pitcher, like they got to come up with something big for her. And I think yep. having somebody like the caliber of Alita come back to team with her to go to challenge for something. And I think they kind of uplift the tag titles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Having a legend like Lita teaming up with uh, another future Hall of Famer like Becky, it's, it says something. Um, and then who knows? I'm not sure where they're going with the, uh, you know, with Ronda and Shannon because they don't have a match that that I can see on this WrestleMania card. But certainly after WrestleMania, if they retain the titles, you know, you got Becky, you got Lita versus Ronda and Shayna. That'd be a, a good match down the line as well. Um, now, as far as her performance, Lita, you know, hey, she's a little rusty, right? What can you expect? Um, I think the spectacle of just seeing her in the match, seeing her there, hopefully at Mania we get an even better match. But I think we need to give this some time to play out. You know, I think it was awesome that Trish came back, right? I got Trish. Let me know what I got. Let me what Trish we had, baby. Look at Trish. <laughs> Sent me a pop. She wrote my name on it. You can go to her website, TrishStratus.com, and get you a pop. Hey, that's a cheap plug right there for you, um, Trish. This time it won't be so cheap. It's going to cost you. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to let it play out. Um, you know, of course, you like to see Lita be the leader she was 20 years ago. Hey, man, but Father and Mrs. Tom comes for us all, and you got to give us a little bit of time to kind of work in there. So I'm open to seeing where this thing goes. No, I think that uh, it was fantastic that she's back because she's a legend. We, you know, hey, no Rock this year, no Austin this year. It is not a lot of legends for WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is still known for legends. Luckily, she can still go in the ring to a certain extent. So I'm all about her being back. I'm all about Trish being back. I'm even all for them winning the tag titles. I think, though, they should have and probably could have done a better job protecting her in that match. She looked like she was moving at 50% speed than everybody else was. You know, and somebody on Twitter had sent me a message and just said, like, you know, hey, she is, you know, 20 years older than everybody else in the ring. She's been off for a while. Okay, and while that is all factual, she's still wrestling for a championship that they want. Right? So if that is the case, it's a tag match. Protect her. Yeah. Maybe have her start the match, a couple of arm drags, a couple of suplexes, get her out, and she's not back into the hot tag. Then let her hit that moonsault. The moonsault was fantastic. She was mm-hmm. just moving really, really slow in that match. Yeah. And I and I think watching her, I think it was more mental than physical. I would probably I agree think. with that too, yeah. Yep. That's what I think. So, mm-hmm. we'll see to your point, E, we'll see where it goes. I wouldn't even be surprised and this is going to be like, why in the world would they do that? But we've seen it happen before. With that tag team championship. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose those belts before WrestleMania. We'll see how it plays out. But if they don't go in as tag champs, I would be like, okay, I, I, I saw that coming. So that was probably the really, really big thing from Raw. I also thought two things, and I'll kind of throw it to you guys on what you guys really like from Raw, if anything. Uh, Tez and Jimmy brought it in their match. I thought they did fantastic. Once again, just shows the capacity and capability of Montez when he goes singles. They rocked it, and boy, oh, boy was Chad Gable and Cody ridiculous. Yeah. My goodness gracious, was that match off the charts good. 
So shout out to those guys. Before you guys give me your your thoughts on Raw, watching Chad Gable, I know all three of us are really big fans of his. What do you guys feel like his trajectory is this year? So just 2023. What is the peak that we ideally, realistically think that he's going to hit? Would you pencil him in as a finalist at King of the Ring? Do you say, hey, he is absolutely going to be a U.S. champ by the end of 2023? I see. What do you guys see from Chad this year? I say all of those things that you just said. I'm not going to put him in the main event spot. I just can't. I just don't think that he will get to that point where the fans would want to want that for him or mm-hmm. advocate for him. Uh, but absolutely. King of the Ring, one of the, the last two, three, you know, that's really serious about the win, the king or crown. Absolutely. I could see that for sure. Him and, him and Otis. I think they're both great. Otis is the man. <laughs> Otis is the man. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, I like Alpha Academy a lot. I like those guys mm-hmm. together. Um, but to answer your question about Gable, I mean, I've been a fan of his for a long time. I mean, he's definitely been there in the ring. He has personality. We've seen him carry personality. I think there's a reason why we see him on TV every single week doing something, interacting with someone. Because he's very charismatic. Um, has a lot of personality. Um, and he's great in the ring. He looks fantastic. He's in awesome shape. Um, he looks great. Um, I think he can be this generation's version of Kurt Angle in a lot of ways um, because he has a, ra- a high range of character. But I think what he needs to do that Kurt was able to do was bring a serious side to his character. Like, you know, Kurt can come off like a killer when he wanted to come off with. And I think when we when Gable was able to present himself as a very serious competitor, it's cool to have the fun and games and the laughs. I mean, you got to kind of have the entertaining aspect to any character. But when he's able to show that serious side, that's what's going to take him to the next level. Um, I just don't think that a lot of people probably take him seriously because he's so entertaining. He's so goofy in a lot of different ways. So when he's ready to take the next level, it's going to be when he becomes more serious as a competitor or portrayed that way. Right. I think people are seeing what we've always seen in him since old NXT. And why we were just so incredibly pissed off at Vince when he was Shorty G. Oh it's my like, gosh. You have a diamond in the rough and you are making him out to be a complete joke and named him Shorty G. I forgot Boy, about the Shorty G. Yep. I did not. Uh, I did we, not. We so all should forget just, about Shorty G. Those, those are my quick thoughts from Raw. What did you guys have that were either really highlights or really lowlights from uh, this past Monday? Um, four things. One, Candice LeRae got a win. Might have been her first. I don't know. Yeah, she got a win (laughs) over Piper. I like Piper too, though. Yeah, but uh, Candace got a win. Corbin still being treated like an afterthought. Um, I'm actually excited about this. Uh, Judgment Day. Do you guys think he's going back to uh, bum-ass Corbin, or do you think he's going to the lone wolf Corbin, or something completely different? I'm just, I don't know. I'm just ready to see what it is. Because whatever's going to happen, he's going to eventually snap. So whatever that snap is going to turn into, I'm excited to see that. Because Corbin, he's a a beast. He should be a a bad, a tough bad guy, not a funny bad guy. Um, Judgment Day had a pretty cool segment where, like, all of them kind of went after the people they were going after. I thought that was pretty cool. I I don't really see that that often, or at least I don't notice Mm -hmm. that kind of a video package often. But that was really cool. They kind of just went down their their hit list of everybody. And lastly, I don't want to take this if anybody else was going to say this, so I don't want to steal y'all thunder, but that Oscar. Steal the thunder. Steal the thunder. Man, when Oscar chopped or hit, striked, whatever you want to call it, to Carmella, she dang near took her head, face, side of her face, all the way off. 
that would have been there. my TFW moment of the week. It was there. But that was like, sure. whoa. <laughs> like Oscar for real. But that's that's my Oscar I like. That's yeah, I'm I on the same page with you is uh with Judgment Day. I really like what they'll be doing with them. I I feel like at some point they need to get some gold. Now I guess Rhea might be the person to get that gold, which would be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I love everything that that they're doing. Um, I got a question for you guys. Well, oh, Cody, you know what? I'm sorry, we forgot. Probably rumor. I mean, we're going to get it something somehow, some way. Edge and Finn at Mania. That was one of the ones we didn't talk about. Oh yeah, absolutely, we're going to get. It. Yep. Yeah, we didn't talk about them, but we're definitely going to get them. Um, but Cody. Um and Gable, great match. Um, did you hear like that reaction he got? Like Who's he? great Which one? Cody. Yeah. Cody just gets great reactions. I think he might have got the reaction tonight. So I just love that he's getting that love and he's getting that build. Um, I'll actually bring this up in a minute. But staying with Raw and Asuka and Carmella, like I didn't necessarily like that whole thing. Especially like the end I felt was kind of strange. Um with the their match doing. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm not sure if they're going to interject uh, Carmella in the whole feud, um, which I like Carmella, right? I, I think she's another one of those. I think Baron Corbin, Gable, and Carmella are so versatile as characters that you can kind of do anything with them, and it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be interesting. And I think that's what a lot of wrestlers sometimes don't have. They, they just seem very interesting. However, like the whole little exchange at the end where Carmella – all of a sudden came out and she pushed Bianca into Asuka. And then all of a sudden, I mean, this was like a knockout blow for Asuka because she was down for like the whole whole rest <laughs> of the segment. Like, right? Bianca's up, flexing with the belt. You know, like Asuka's still laid out. I'm not sure what part of Bianca she got hit with, but she was out <laughs> like a light. So, like, it's just the whole thing just seems really weird to me. Um, with the Asuka character, like, I don't know if she's that far away from the dancing, screaming oscar character because like i think her the the makeup that she's wearing is very menacing mm-hmm. um it kind of like or jokerish um right. but i don't think she's portraying that you know at, you know in in her personality you know in these these segments so i'm just kind of confused on which where she's going i thought she were going to see a, a more of a serious version of her or at least a more sadistic version of her i haven't gotten that yet but what do you guys think with the whole Adding Carmella to that main event picture. Do you think that's where they're going? Um, so two quick things. I, I do think I, I I see kind of what you're saying about Asuka. I do think she's much more serious than she was before. She doesn't dance anymore, right? And she hasn't said the whole nobody's ready for Asuka in her funny, laughing, singy type way. So I, I think I think they're kind of taking their time a little bit with it too. I think we're probably gonna see more of it, even down to her mist, you know, like where she has it dripping, which you know, like so I think they've added a couple of different things. But the entire piece with Carmella, I think all that happened just to get to her and Chelsea in the back, which, oh, my God, are they going to be TV gold together? Yeah. I think that was what that whole thing was for, for her to be able to go to Pierce and say she had a beef about it. She should be included. Chelsea's back there and now watch them just be a menace of society backstage and, and on WWE TV. So I think that was what the whole point of that was. Now, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hate them. <laughs> you hear me? I cannot wait to hate them. I can't wait for them to come up their name. I cannot wait to hate them. Chelsea's beautiful. Yep. It was a really good call bringing her back. Really good call. Mm-hmm. What else you got? You got anything else, E, from uh, Raw? Uh, Not on Raw. Okay. Let's keep it moving. All right. Um, so, oh, 
you, I know you probably didn't watch it. You you told us weeks ago you are a firm person against concerts, but everyone else, if you are a WWE fan, then I'm guessing you know who The Weeknd is because he has been the musical theme song for the last 20 WrestleManias, it feels like. But he had a HBO concert special. Check it out if you have not. It was pretty damn entertaining and good, for sure. We watched it uh, this past weekend. It, w- it was pretty awesome. So check it out mm-hmm. if you have not. Yeah, it, w- it was pretty, pretty cool. It was from SoFi, actually, ironically, which is where yeah. WrestleMania be this year. So the SWB uh, well, started with Flo Rider. Yeah, then switched over to the weekend. I don't know what he did, but he pissed somebody off because he is no longer a part of WWE. Uh, the only other thing I have for WWE is Friday. We got a awesome Jimmy and Sammy promo at the end of SmackDown. I did not have that on my bingo card. I don't know why I never envisioned them having like a 10 minute segment back and forth. But I think what I loved so much was, one, of course, the passion that they had talking to each other. But it was just the matter of them talking to each other and all both of them are right. Everything both of them said was 100% legit. And then the, the realization that they're going to have to come to eventually of like, can you guys not see that Roman is the issue behind all of your problems in the bloodline? But I thought that segment was two thumbs way up. I thought it was fantastic, but that was kind of all my highlights from this week with WWE. Yeah, that really was a good segment too. I think it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I think might have been surprising is that uh, Jimmy really delivered. Because I think that's I've never seen yeah. Jimmy deliver on the mic in that way. Can he show a, a funny lot of guy. emotion? Yeah, well, or mm-hmm. you know he you know he talks you know, but you know he hasn't really delivered like this. I mean, he really expressed like passion and you really can see he really got his point across you really can see exactly where he was coming from in that segment um you know sammy in a lot of ways has carried a lot of these bloodline segments um but jimmy was right there with them and as you said i mean he he said nothing wrong he was exactly right however so was him that's why the whole story overall has been so fascinating with them and continues to be interesting um but yeah that was a really good segment it's just a shame that you know, that show comes on Friday and we do the show on Thursday. It almost comes becomes like kind of an afterthought. I think we talked about it this is. before, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So do you guys think that Sammy is gonna be as over as he is now when he moves away from anything bloodline related story? So do you think he's made enough as a face to where once he's done with the bloodline, if that ain't you know, equals him and KO getting the tag champs, whatever the case may be, once they are completely done with anything Roman related will he still be as over as he is right now? I would hope so. I think it'd be his to lose it. I think it'd be him. It'd be up to him to lose his fandom. I think he's, I think he's going to be as far for me as a fan. I'm not going to speak for all the fans, but I think he's really showed me a lot during this bloodline view, as far as a personality and a character. And, you know, this might be a slight tangent, like, I, as much as I dislike Vince McMahon creative, I think he's right in a lot of ways. Like, I think that it's important to have characters that mean something to people. Um, it's, it's great to have, have be great wrestlers. It's great to have mm-hmm. great matches. But what really resonates with people are characters and that, that really can resonate with them. And I think Sammy can do that. I think he's going to continue to do that. But he's, he gets a great talker 
we show yeah he showed us that he's a great actor as well he can he can show a, a variety of emotion in his promo in his face um in his body language i mean he's definitely a character now is he a main of can he last as a main event character i don't know but i think he's definitely showed us that there's a different side of sammy that's worth investing in as a fan so i'm here for it what you think matt it was cool. He put a tweet up yesterday. I'm going to read it real quick. It was pretty, it was one day ago. It was, uh, today marks my 21st anniversary as a pro wrestler. My 20th year in the business was somehow my best. It started crazy and ended crazy. And he has two pictures. First picture is him in the mousetrap and mania, which is the highest of highs when it comes to comedy. And oh, course, oh, the, the actual mousetrap with, with yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And the second picture was him hitting Roman with the Huluva kick from elimination chamber. So you think about kind of what you just said, he, his range, he can do it all. He can be the funniest guy on the roster, but when it came down to him having to be absolutely serious and nailing that, he did both of them pretty flawlessly. So shout out to him. Um, I do think he's going to take a, a little bit of a bump because what it's going to be interesting to see is are the fans truly invested in Sammy or are they invested in the story? Just like I'm – I think Cody's a made guy already. I think when he wins the championship – he's going to continue to get these type of reactions, right? Because they're cheering Cody. What I'm be interested to see is when Sammy gets these cheers, is it because it's against the bloodline or is it because of Sammy? And we know every big face needs a big heel. Every big heel needs a big face. We know how that works when it comes to wrestling. But it just, it's something to keep an eye on for sure because how popular he is right now, I would love for him to continue to, to go down that, that path. But we'll see. Hey, wh- one quick thing. Uh, I just listened to... Um... Kenny Omega's interview with uh, Renee Briquette. And during the interview, he had on a Sami Zayn shirt, which I thought was fascinating. I had no idea that they were really good friends. I think they had spent time together on some tours as when they were younger. And Kenny's just a huge fan of, of Sami. And that also shows, you know, as wrestling fans, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, we get this thing to where, so you know, yep. hey, it's, it's, it's us versus them. And wrestlers don't feel that way, right? Wrestlers don't feel that they way. You got each other all the time. <laughs> you got the, the, one of the top wrestlers, the EVPs of another company wearing, you know, the competitions, one of their biggest stars currently's t-shirt on an interview for everyone to see, right? So obviously the war that we think is there isn't there and that we should just shut up and enjoy wrestling. Hell, there's people or, who's married in different companies. That is true. <laughs> or, E, you just broke some news and hashtag Omega to WWE is confirmed. I think you may have just broke some news, man. So put that out there. November, he's going to show up at Survivor Series because that's how long he had added to his contract because he was out injured. That was everything I had. WWE Rise. You guys got anything else WWE related before we move on to AEW, talk some dynamite, and to give our thoughts on Revolution, which is this weekend, which is a big pay per view. Mine will be in my moment of the week. So I'm done with the WWE for now. Okay. Very cool. So we did have dynamite this week. Holy hell. That ladder match. <laughs> like, that's one of those you got to go back and watch it a second time, which I have not had a chance to, just to catch everything. They threw everything at us and what's his name commander that's the first time i've seen him is that Kalisto? i've seen him on no his name was commander that's not Kalisto uh, though okay yeah that wasn't that um, wasn't him okay i didn't know i who don't that think was. so yeah, yeah like, he's I, much bigger than what Kalisto would be what i remember Kalisto's size was, was but okay. maybe i don't know yeah um i think that's the first time i've seen him but boy 
He's on my radar now. Like, I got to pull up some other matches with him. He was unreal last night. I thought they did a fantastic job of highlighting who should have been highlighted. Takeshita had a couple of bright spots in that match. Uh, of course, Hobbs won. So shout out to Hobbs. Let's let's hit the air horn for Hobbs. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they do now Sunday with uh, Samoa Joe and Warlow because he gets his title shot next week. So do you give him that brass ring just to lose? I don't think that's going to be the case. Do you flip the belt to Warlow just for him to put over Hobbs? It's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens. Um, that match was, was great. The embarrassing discourse online today and last night was, you guys all saw the end of the match. If you didn't see it, uh, Takeshi is going up, try to get the brass ring. Hobbs kind of runs through the ladder, knocks Takeshi off, and the ladder is basically broken for the most part. Hobbs... Climbs up the ladder. There's like three or four referees holding the ladder so he doesn't fall. Grabs the brass ring. Discourse all on Twitter about, once again, WWE, you know, or AW haters. Look at this Bush League product. Look at, oh, so we just now hold the ladders. Oh, so we just give away the finishes now. To Matt, it's like, guys, it happens all the time where the refs hold the ladders. And then I posted, I got four pitchers. From WWE in the last five or six years where the referees are holding the ladder for a for a spot, either for a spot in the match or the end of the match in a ladder match. It's like, wow, I can't believe this is even a conversation that that's a thing that we should not protect the wrestler's safety because we're worried about blowing a spot or it doesn't look good. Get over yourselves. But never, nonetheless, Hobbs wins in a fantastic match. What do you guys think of that ladder match? The, my only notes was there was just so so many spots. Like you said, I, I would want to go back to watch it again because there was so much going on in a good way. And, you know, sometimes we talk about AEW, how there's just too much too fast and you're kind of like, oh, slow down. No, I think this was a good one. I think it was done well. There was a couple of um, moves that was done that, like that I think is a little bit too unnecessary um, just because of the pain that comes with it. Um, but. It, that's what you get in a ladder match. Just there's a certain matches mm-hmm. that you get with those certain stipulations that you know is going to hurt. So, but no, I, I love the match. I felt bad and I thought that it was very dangerous that Hobbs went up the broken ladder. Um, that to me was a concern because I didn't want to see him do that. But luckily they had the refs there only in AEW, right? To hold the ladder. Yeah, only in AEW. Only in AEW. Only in AEW. Yeah, I, I had text uh, Matt, and I said, man, they are beating the poop emoji out of each other in this match. <laughs> like, man, like, A.R. Fox was getting it. Man, I'm like, this brother, man, is taking these left and right. Then uh, Andrade had, like, a, a, really, a really sick bump. Mm-hmm. Man, like, my back started hurting watching these guys wrestle, man. It was a definitely a really uh, entertaining match, um, to say the least. And I was really happy with the outcome. I, like, because mm-hmm. Powerhouse Hobbs has been sitting on the sidelines for far too long, man. He, this man's gotten into great shape. Um, He looks great. And he has personality. He can talk. I'm not sure about the whole book of Hobbs things. I think that might be kind of, you might need to kind of tweak that a little bit. But overall, I'm really, really excited. And, uh, you know, this is let it right since we're talking about it right now. That, that, that's my moment of the week. I'll explain more later on. Uh, nice. I love seeing that man stand up with that. Brass ring, 
You know, like I love seeing that man stand with them brass rings. I talk about it later on, but I thought that was a really, really good match, guys. He was shaking like a leaf too. Man, oh, I was man. shaking for him. Yep, he's he, he's a big guy to be up that high. Mm-hmm. Christian real does quick, it again. Hold on, Matt. Real quick, yep. I did look up on on the Google the commander. Um, commander has been wrestling forever. He's only twenty four. I do not think he's Kalisto just because they said he's been in or he's been since twenty nineteen in Lucha Libre. And he's been with GCW, MLW, and PWG. So, and they okay, only so refer to him as Commander. Him. Yeah, wow. yeah, good so call, Rodisha. I looked, I looked up my, myself as well. Like, yeah, it wasn't Cleese, as you said. Okay. I was talking about Christian being the best heel in AEW, and that is over MJF because MJF gets cheers where Christian does not. But bigger than that, bigger than that. Take a listen to this. So I'm going to set the stage. So watching Dynamite last night. Christian cuts a fantastic money-making promo, right? Lights go out. I'm like, damn, it was like, Luchasaurus back again. Is he face? Is he heel? Is he heel? Is he face? Lights come back on. It's a video package. With who? Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is outside. Jungle Boy is digging a hole in the ground. Rhodesia. Stop. Don't even do what that. What did you say Why, Jungle Boy was doing? I, I, was, I was not. No. Hell no. Excuse my language. No, we're not doing what that to me. What did you say Jungle Boy we're was doing? We're not doing that to me. We're not doing that to me. What did you say we're not doing Jungle that. Boy was doing? Okay, well, I Either was not. I was cooking. So I was cooking, okay. and I just looked up, and I and I heard Christian talking. And I was like, oh, my God, is he digging back up his daddy? And only because <laughs> Christian made a comment about his daddy. <laughs> It sounds so bad. <laughs> wow. But is he whatever. digging up his daddy? No. So you really thought on. Jungle Boy went to the cemetery to dig his dad back up so he can cut like a, a promo with him? Like, what was your thought behind it? And you weren't cooking. You were on your laptop. So what, what was your thought process of looking up, thinking he's digging up his own father's dead body? I just told you I was half paying attention to it. Hell, I didn't even know Saraya was in this in the women's match. So cut me some slack here. Revolution either. So I do know the main event. You you think it's CM Punk versus? It's uh, a ninety. It's a ninety minute Iron Man Iron Woman match. (laughs) Two nights. Two nights. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I could not believe you thought he was digging up his dead daddy. What a what a gimmick this is. You know, we talking about Jungle Boy. You know, digging up daddies and Matt's burying his his wife. This is just ridiculous right here. I'm just saying, man. Like, that's insane. And so that you know what? I, I, well, I'll share this. And then Matthew, my son, is sitting up here going to say, no, he's digging his grave. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to smack him because of that was a little bit of talk back that he did. But, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm sorry. And then he's going to bring this up on the pod that I'm talking about digging back up Jack Perry's daddy. That is so messed up. There's so no way I was letting up. that go. There is no way I was letting that go at all. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. for sure, Jack. Check here. Um, Eddie quits AEW at the end of Dynamite. Tony Khan had his conference call today to hype up, of course, ROH and Revolution. He said it is basically a storyline. Uh, keep tuned to the wrestling business. I think that's just their way of getting him over to ROH. And I also think, too, that they are really drawing a line in the sand now of having nothing ROH related besides the wrestlers on Dynamite and Rampage, because he also made a comment on the conference call today surrounding since uh, the last pay-per-view they had that they've made a concerted effort to really separate 
AEW and ROH minus some of the ROH talent wrestling on AEW. So I think that's why that wasn't shown because it was not AEW proper. But I guess Eddie's going to be exclusive ROH, which I kind of hate because I really thought we were going to get a program with him and MJF soon. But it is what it is. Um, what you guys think of Dynamite last night? Of course, we'll go into talking about Revolution here. But uh, anything from Dynamite that really got you feeling away, good or bad? You know, I, this is nothing new. And I think if you're a fan of his, you're a fan of his. But there's just certain people that's just really good. And again, it is Orange Cassidy. He started off the show. Um, I, again, he can wrestle. He, in his character, bar none, is, you know, one of the best. So just overall, that and then he actually kind of made, to me, Big Bill look better than what Big Bill is. But I, I have also a lot of hope for Big Bill, too, here in AEW. Um, but Orange Cassidy, solid. Just all the way all the way around solid. Love him. A couple things. Uh, Christian, I, I, what a great promo, man. What a great heel promo, yep. right? Just, just really good. Uh, promo from him uh, I did like I had mixed feelings on the Orange Cassidy and Big Bill match mm-hmm. I was entertained by it okay but, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't explain what I just didn't like about it it, it was I'm, I'm not sure like I, I, I liked it but then I didn't at the same time I don't know why I didn't like it but I liked it it was just I I, I didn't it, it was it was something going on I, and I can't really explain it do you know what I'm talking about Matt do you I know exactly what you are talking about and it goes and it's Big back Bill. to it goes back to we have to stop doing spots just to do spots. AEW does it a lot. WWE does it at times too. NXT used to do it a lot when it was black and gold, and it drove me insane. Last night in that match, E, we get a table spot. Yeah. Where Big Bill puts Orange Cassidy through a table. And it had nothing to do with the finish of the match. Nothing. Why did you put him through a table? Happened pretty early too. To show his that. dominance, yeah, but it's Say, to show okay, his dominance and his strength. But you didn't win, but you didn't win. <laughs> so at least if it was, if you put him through the table, you won. Orange Cassidy could harken back to that moment and say, "But if you, that didn't happen, of course he wouldn't say it, right?" But best yeah. friends could have said, "But if you didn't use that table, he would still be champion." But it didn't matter. I had a big beef on Rampage last Friday when it was Aussie Open and Young Bucks. And Aussie Open hits a jumping tombstone on one of the bucks. Didn't even go for a cover. I understand we are now in 2023 and wrestling moves are not what they used to be. But you cannot continue to bastardize these moves and put these wrestlers through hell. And it's not even a cover attempt. So, I, so Eve, you and I are on the same page. That's what it was. You had that spot in that match. And it's kind of like, okay. Um, and then as great as Orange Cassidy is, and everything is not big man, little man. Everything is not big guy versus small guy, heavyweight versus lightweight. But there is a significant weight and height difference. Yes, he did do the super man punch from the ropes. Okay, so cool. You kind of protected Big Bill there. But I would argue that there wasn't enough protection of Big Bill. I think that in a land of smaller wrestlers, people like Warlow, Big Bill, Hobbs should be protected to the highest level because they are the biggest guys there. So when you see something like that, you're kind of just like, mm, okay. But that was, that was my beef with that match. And, it, and after he put him through the table, I think they went to commercial right after that. He did. And they kind of wrestled the match after that. Like the table spot didn't happen. 
I was kind of taken out of the match. Yeah, cause I, you know, I did text you. I'm like, man, it's a shame that nowadays that it, like a table spot isn't like anywhere close to a finish of a match. It's like done as like a suplex in the, in the beginning exactly, of the match, man. almost. But it's a working punch. I, it just the, <laughs> the overall match. Yeah, this wasn't hitting for me. Like that one spot was an annoyance, but it was the overall match. Um, going back to you know this this Soraya. Man, every time I see her, every time she walks, I'm like, man, she just looks really good. She just, I love her look and her style that she has right mm-hmm. now. Just really pops. But I'm just, it's just something about that for you. I, I, I feel like as a fan, and even um, watching the audience, I feel like we should care about the feud that's going on right now. Of course, Rhodesian doesn't care about it. She doesn't even know that Sarah's in the video. <laughs> no, one no I thought, I thought right? it was just Ruby. But, I thought it was Ruby. I'm not even sure if she knows Sarah used to be Paige and she's actually in AEW right now. I don't even know if she knows I, I, I knew that much. I knew that oh, okay. much. I knew that much. Yeah, I knew that. Got it. But you, well, you, you got, Jamie's doing like some, I think Jamie's doing some really great work as a champion right now. Yep. But it's just not hitting right now. And I think Tony Storm beautiful girl and i think she's i think she's a good wrestler too but for some reason i think the whole thing just isn't hidden and i don't know why i'm not interested in seeing their match at revolution at all we can get to that a little bit later um, or no let's let's segue that bad boy that's how we do segues baby let's right. get to it right now let's, let's start talking let's revolution pull it up. let's start let's pull it up. with that match we got a triple threat match rodesia for the yep. aw women's championship Jamie i just Hader, found out about that, that yeah okay I just found out about Soraya, that Where's yeah. Ruby Soho? I was listening so, to a podcast today, and I just heard that. Awesome. Ishan, <laughs> I'll throw it to you first. You were kind of already talking about it. Give us your thoughts on who comes out of that match as the champion. I'm hoping it's Jamie, um, because I like her as champion. I think she's, I don't want to say has added credibility to the championship, but maybe I feel like she, maybe that is the correct word I'm looking for. I feel like she's just a solid champion. I feel like... When she holds that title, it looks like she looks like a champion. She carries herself like a champion. She speaks like a champion. I feel like she deserves to continue her run as champion. And I, I want to see her in a meaningful, good storyline after this. Um, you know, I, 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 you would think that having Soraya, you know, having Tony Storm, you know, you got some big names in that division in this type, this feud right now. Okay. It has a hit. Um, so I'm hoping to see her walk out as champion, continue to be champion, and continue to dominate. All right. So I'm going to give my input based off of who I thought was in the match. Is that okay? Because then anything else. The I thought it was going to be thought, Jamie you and Ruby. Thunder Rosa was back? <laughs> no, no. I thought it was just Jamie and Ruby. So sorry. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this one part, then I'm going to say something after that. So I want Hater to win. Because I want her denial feud against um, Dr. Britt Baker. Because I think for me, as a fan watching it, we're starting to get at the crossroads where now Dr. DMD might start to outshine Jamie. And that was that's a thin line. I think that they've been doing very, very well at balancing. Um, but for me, as a fan watching kind of just all of that, it's about time for Jamie and Dr. Britt Baker to kind of start their program. Maybe not immediately next weekend. No, I'm not saying that because we have to build for a double or nothing. Um, but I would want Jamie Hayter to retain. I think Ruby can, um, can still be protected. Uh, maybe Soraya takes the pin. I don't know. But I think Ruby could be protected. I'm excited to see that match. Um, but I want Hayter to win. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, I think that the reason why this feels stagnant, Ishan, you kind of made a comment like there's something missing. It's because the feud or the storyline stopped in first gear. That's why. Like, I thought Mercedes was coming back at the January show, and that was going to really push this us versus them storyline. And they they stopped it. Nobody has been added to the us side. Nobody's been added to the to the them side. So we're kind of in the same spot we were like a month and a half ago with this. And that's why it feels like Jamie kind of isn't really moving. That's why we feel like the Soraya, Tony piece, because Tony's fantastic. Every match she's yeah. in, the match she had last night was awesome. Another really, really strong match. But you're kind of like, okay, this storyline is supposed to be the Outsiders versus the Originals, and nobody's been added to either side. So my, my I'm going to hope this storyline continues with something major happening at the pay-per-view. Because if it doesn't continue, then I think this was a massive waste of time. So I don't think I think Ruby has zero shot of winning this match. Yeah. I think she was putting this match to take the pin. Oh, so you protect Soraya. Yeah, ah, okay. Uh, I got Jamie. I got Jamie still winning, and I don't know yep. if I want the feud yet between Britt and Jamie. But I mean, I'll be here for it when it does happen because eventually it's got to happen. It's so when would you be saying but, then? You would think all all out. I need something to happen with this feud. Now, maybe Tony thought he had Mercedes mm-hmm. and maybe contracts fell through and whatever the case may be. And maybe that's what this storyline was supposed to be, but something happened in this storyline and we ain't seen what we were supposed to see, I think. But if I got to be official on the books, give me Jamie walking out yep. with the title. All right. All three of us for Jamie. Yep. Uh, the other thing I thought was, and then I changed my mind last night. I thought maybe Britt would turn and actually go with Soraya and Tony. But I think she took a swing at somebody last night or she cost somebody the match. I was like, okay, maybe that's not happening. So we'll see. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian. It is, a, it's, I don't know if it's a street fight. I don't know if it's a sanctioned match. It felt like they kind of left it in the air last night. We know that they're touching each other somehow, some way at the pay-per-view. So I'm just going to assume we're going to get a winner or a loser in this match. I think there's no way Jungle Boy doesn't win. This whole feud was, of course, to take Jungle Boy to the next level. The reason why they're still feuding is because, of course, Christian got hurt and uh, was all out, and he, now he's back. So he's he's back to put Jungle Boy over. So give me Jungle Boy. Same here. Just carbon copy what you just said for me. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see Jungle Boy win this. Um, obviously, like I feel like the whole feud stopped because christian got injured and lucha got injured so they'd be kind of a holding pattern until we got to this match finally um but okay. i definitely see jungle boy winning okay so we are all aligned so all right we're two for two right now third match i'm gonna need you to watch this match e so we can talk about it next week ricky starks versus chris jericho the jericho appreciation society is banned from ringside radija who are you taking for that match Ricky Starks. I have to. <laughs> just the, otherwise, when you talk about just in the, um, the triple threat, it's all was for nothing. If he doesn't win, it'll be to me, I feel like it's all for nothing. He's gotten his butt whooped for what, six weeks now? He has to He has to go over. Ricky has to win. Okay. <laughs> you can't hear he's playing I No can't. Chance in Hell by Vince McMahon. I don't know. 
That's what you got. No chance I'm watching this match, goddammit. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> so you're not going to watch, but who are you taking? I hope Ricky wins. Okay, so you're taking Ricky. Radiza took Ricky. I am so Take sad, Ricky. But I, Take but Ricky. I think Chris Jericho's winning. Oh, my God. Yep, the stipulation went from two weeks ago. The stipulation was everyone is banned from ringside. They switched it last week to the Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. Which tells me Jericho's getting help from somebody. That's not I can see that. the Jericho Appreciation Society. I just don't I want what that, I can, but... I wonder what I can get to eat during this match. I want because I want like a good meal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like something I ain't never had before. So we have to really sit down and look at the menu prior so I can order it, you know, right before the match comes on so it'll be hot and ready for me, be right? Hot I, for you? I, yeah, so I have something really good because I ain't going to have a good match to watch. So, really excited. So yeah, unfortunately, I think I think this continues, which I can't even believe I'm thinking that. But Yep, give me Jericho, unfortunately. Or, yeah, give me Jericho. Uh, AEW World Trios Championship match. The Elite versus the House of Black. Rhodesia, who you got? Although it would be interesting to see House of Black win, I'm going to go with the Elite. No particular reason why or the other. <laughs> um, okay. I just think the Elite's going to retain. It's time. It's House of Black time. 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 Okay. Like that? Use a little fader? <laughs> okay, I like that fader. It's, it's time. For House of Black, Tony, kind of, I need to, I need to, I see, I'm going I'm to send this video to Tony Khan personally. It's time, Tony. You've been teasing me for way too long. You've been giving <laughs> me a little bit of House of Black, then you take it away from me. You gave me a little bit of House of Black, then you take it away again. You've been playing with me for too long, young man, okay? You've been pl- too long. Give me what I want. Give me a House of Black holding some straps. God damn it. I need to see this. So the world needs to see it. Hey, look, the Young Bucks, Kenny, they made men's, okay? Not man's. They made men's, okay? They going to be all right. House of Black, we need this. Tony, we need this. Give these men the title and keep these people on my TV week after week because they are entertaining. They can go in the ring. You got something special. Seize the opportunity to, to make some made men in House of Black. Matt, Rhodesia. House of Black for the win. I like it. I hope you are correct because I don't think the Elite's done anything with the belts, to be honest, since they won them. I don't. My thought, though, is I don't know how you can give House of Black another loss. Because they really, this isn't even a feud, unfortunately. No. It's not. It is a match they put together and they just started interacting on TV two weeks ago. That that is what this is. So my thought is, if I'm a conspiracy theorist, you got the script. If and when FTR, if and when CM Punk comes back, that is the match that can main event double or nothing is the Elite versus FTR and CM Punk, right? But in order for that match to happen, you would House think it would be for the titles yeah. because that probably should be the main event of any show it's on if that happens so with that thought process because i do think ftr and cm punk will be back in AEW. i've been saying that for a long time i'm gonna take the elite but i think it's a travesty and what i would love is for the house of black just to destroy them yeah 
but I don't know if I see that coming. But it is time for them to do something with the House of Black. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Definitely, that would be a big match. But I feel like that match with FTR, CM Punk versus the Elite doesn't need to have championships attached to it. I feel like just the names involved and the circumstances involved, you know, is bigger than a championship, right? I feel like that match doesn't need the championships. Um, but I feel like House of Black needs something. They do. They do. Right? So I hope that Tony Khan realizes that and makes it happen. Okay. I mean, and even to your point, though, I think AEW always ends their shows with title matches. So that's why I said it would need to be for the title. But I guess you could always put it on House of Black now, flip it later on to get to that match. But we'll see. But yeah. The, the just, point is, I do want to see, though, and I don't mean to cut you off there. I would love, though, to see the Elite and House of Black just go, go on a program together. I'd like to see them having matches, yeah. you know, week after week after week. Well, not every week, but you know what I mean? I want to see them for a couple months wrestling each other because I think Man. we're going to be able to see a lot of House of Black. Can you please give me Buddy and Kenny in a one-on-one match? Ooh. My God. Yep. Please, right? But So we know that match is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, next match, TNT Championship match. Samoa Joe versus Warlow. Now knowing that we're getting a casting of the Brass Ring Wednesday by powerhouse Hobbs, this kind of changes my thoughts on this match. I was going, I thought this was Warlow's match to win. And I guess it still can be. But like I said, do you flip it on the Hobbs Wednesday? Do you have Warlow beat Hobbs and he won the ladder match for no reason? Is Hobbs a heel right now? We kind of don't know. He got a huge ovation. He got a huge ovation for getting that brass ring. So now knowing what I know, I'm going to just go Samoa Joe. I'm not confident in that at all, but give me Samoa Joe so Hobbs can take it off of him on Wednesday. But I don't know what that does for Warlow at all. Yeah. So I was going to say, I'm willing to bet my paycheck Warlow was going to win until that new caveat was added on what's going to happen on Wednesday. (sighs) You only hope that Warlow can come back after this because I was actually like the second coming of Warlow. I'm excited for, but we might have to have like a third coming of Warlow. <laughs> I think I think Joe's going to retain for him to drop it to to Hobbs on Wednesday. Again, how are we going to make this look good and protect Warlow? Do not know. I'm not getting paid to book that, but I, I think Samoa Joe is going to retain. So you're going Joe also, mm-hmm. just okay. because Hobbs is um, has a match against the winner. Because I think Hobbs is going to ultimately win it. You know, I, I want to. Man, I don't. I don't have confidence. <laughs> I know, it. right? <laughs> and really, because like at the end of the day, you will hope we didn't have. This goes back to I think one of Rhodesia's topics, and I might be remembering incorrectly because I can't. I could barely remember yesterday uh, about tournaments and them mattering. I think we had mm-hmm. a whole conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Like we had this whole big match. Right, just for Hobbs to win, stand tall, just for him to lose next week. Like, what's the point in that? That's why that doesn't make sense. Like, right? right? Like, if if he's not gonna be part of this match in some kind of significant way, like it feels like all for nothing. Um, so I like I don't know if this is to get him somehow integrated in that match again, and we get another three way between the three of them. And and if if so, I definitely want to see a powerhouse Hobbs run. I've been high on that man for a long time. 
Uh, I think they need to add something extra to his act. And I don't think it's that book that he walks around with. Um, but I would mm-hmm. love to see, you know, somehow him get integrated in that match, see him on top, um, see them add something to his act all in the same night. And that's what kind of got him over, um, you know, like and, and win, win that match. I would see him and Soakley together somehow. Uh, and they're Soakley doing his whole thing with the unfirm or firm, whatever they're doing right now. But I love to see Hobbs integrate in that match. So keep Stokely far, far away from Hobbs. Stokely is a comedy act. I don't want anything. There's nothing funny about Hobbs. Keep him as that mean killer machine that he is. I mean, and this is the problem with AEW because they don't do count out or DQ finishes. This would be the perfect scenario for one of those. So maybe we get that because we don't get it often at all. Maybe we get a a DQ finish that protects Warlow. And then we get Joe and Hobbs. I think Joe can really put on a great match with Hobbs on Wednesday. So we'll see. I don't know. There's a lot of these matches where, and good or bad, actually probably, I don't want to say more bad, but it's probably more bad because of the way some of the booking has been <laughs> that you can't really call some of these matches. But yeah. that's another one where you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. This one I think will be a line on for sure. Death, uh, Texas death match, John Moxley versus Hangman. This is Hangman's match to win. And then, I'm still not giving up hope Moxley goes on vacation. So, but give me Hangman in this. I'm going Hangman I like as well. Hangman. Hangman. Yep. That's probably like, the one only thing match I, on here. Go ahead. One thing I guarantee you, it's going to be blood. Mox will bleed. Oh, we're getting blood in the first, like, 30 seconds. Like, John's going to be busted open. Walking to the mm-hmm. ring, he's going to bleed. Yep. Uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match. Can't lie. Not excited for this. <laughs> I hope there is some type of grandiose plan for this match. You got the Guns versus Acclaim versus Jared and Jay Lethal versus Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. It'd be cool to see Danhausen in this match because he doesn't really wrestle. I think we're going to see him wrestle. And it's going to be cool because people who haven't seen him wrestle, they only seen just the gimmick outside of the ring, I think, are going to have their eyes open for him because he actually is a really good worker. But, man, like, you just look at this four I'll, is not. I'll eat, I'll eat my crab legs during this time, Ishan. So, well, you have yours earlier. This will be my time when I eat my meal. You know, I want to talk about this, this tag tank. We talked about it tag team match i should say uh we mm-hmm. talked about it briefly when the guns won the championship and like they ain't did nothing with these titles i I don't see why they took the titles off of the claim who were super hot right and maybe they still are but i feel like they might have lost a little steam to me because i haven't seen them as much mm-hmm. um to put it on the guns and for them to do absolutely nothing with them and then put them all in this match it's just not resonating with me. I mean, just and I, I honestly have never been. I haven't been a Jeff Jarrett fan in a long time. I watched a lot of the teenage stuff, and he was like the worst part of teenage to me. Mm. And to see now we're here, here it's twenty twenty three, and I'm still seeing this man in ta- in, in championship matches in twenty twenty three. I still got to sit and watch Jeff Jarrett in a in a championship match. God damn it, Tony! You better give me House of Black that night, man. Like. I just don't like what they've been doing with the tag team division. I, I like. I think it was a mistake for the acclaim to lose the titles. I think Guns haven't done anything with it. I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett in this match. Yeah, Jay, let's show out. 
Well, but, I, think, I think it's more. I think it's more the four way, man. Because say even if looking, I mean, looking at this, these teams, say the claim haven't lost, right? Say say they still are the champs, and they still have this four way. This four way still looks. This four way does not look good on paper. So even if a claim did not lose to the guns, and they still win with with these four, because evidently there has to be a reason why they gone with these four guns, acclaim, Jared and Lethal, and then Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. I still will look at this match like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's like, especially what because of happening? the talent they have in AEW in their trios and tag team division. Like, this is this is the teams. <laughs> oh no, I hundred percent agree with that. I'm just saying, like, you know, you we're we're getting this match either way, right? Like, why take the the belts off of the claim because mm-hmm. it doesn't having the belts on the guns doesn't really add to the thing unless we are gonna go with. Orange and Danhausen winning the championships, you know. But at the same time, I mean, you know, they could have pinned anybody in this match and been champion, and that's where we're gonna if they want to go. But all I know I, is I hope they do not do a switcheroo and put Billy Gunn back with the guns after everything we've been through. I actually want to see that. I hope that's not the end game. I actually want to see. That. I actually want to see that. It's their daddy. Yeah, that's well, your I'm daddy. Good. I'm good on the I'm good on the flippy flippy. Now yeah, did. if the gun's turn face and that happens, great. If they okay, stay here, yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm. So okay, so who you guys going with? I don't think we even gave our picks. <laughs> oh, snaps, you're right. I moved on from that. Um hmm. Where's a quarter at? So I can flip it. Actually, it's four teams. Um the guns. With the reunion okay. of they daddy. So you got the guns retaining. Yep. With it with, with they daddy. I like that. Let's do that. Let's let's do that. With they daddy. I'll take it to you. With they daddy. Final match. Iron Man match. 60 minutes. MJF versus Brian Danielson. Um, Ishan, go first. Who you got? Uh, I'm going for MJF with the with the retention. What is it? I haven't thought about the winner. What I will say, though, and I'll give it in a second. What I will say is we're going to see how well MJF can go in the ring. That right there, I'm winning just from that alone. You know how I felt about MJF and how, mm-hmm. as far as how I don't think he's that great of a wrestler. And he proves you again, wrong every time he gets in that, that ring. That hope, and hopefully he can prove me wrong again, and I will be 100% sold. We're going 60 minutes with a talent like Brian Danielson, who doesn't get winded, who can go and be explosive from minute one to minute 60. I cannot wait to see MJF showing um, as a dance partner with Daniel or Brian Danielson. Um, winner is still going to have to be MJF because I think a few months ago or two months ago, we had said MJF was going to carry it all year. So. Yeah. Although yeah, I, I do want to see Brian to, I want Brian to get a championship um, reign um, with AEW. I know he doesn't have that many more years left in him from what he even said, but MJF is going to win. Um, so I am crossing my fingers. Brian wins. I think they need to do a hard pivot with MJF in the championship. Albeit, you guys know, I, I talk about it damn near every other week about how they should have turned him face. I'm not saying that he needs to go face. This 
program was not the best until the last two or three weeks. And that's because they kind of got into the mean potatoes of the match and the title and et cetera, et cetera. With AW only having, you know, basically quarterly pay-per-views, the next pay-per-view is double or nothing, which is the end of May. They can't run this similar type of storyline again with MJF. They can't. Charles Jericho? Yeah, man, like, they they can't. They can't do it. Like, yes, smart money's going to be MJF wins. I I said it. I think this whole thing was to lead up to, you know, the bidding war 2024. He holds the title for a year, et cetera, et cetera. But going through a title run like this since November, so it's been three months, four months, I think it's been flat. It has been flat. I agree. I agree. So I don't know what they can do, but I've always said Brian should have been AEW champion. I don't care. He doesn't want to be champ. I don't care. He just wants to put on the best matches he can. This is a business. Having him as your champion is going to help your business. He is that kind of performer that you want him at the top of your car. And I don't know what the next feud is going to be. Maybe this is where CM Punk comes back and maybe Punk comes back for the title that he never lost that he had to relinquish. And we get the CM Punk MJF feud. Maybe that's why Tony didn't turn MJF face because he's like, nope, we're going to have this in the in the cooker, and when it happens, it's going to blow the roof off of it. Maybe that's what happens. But something has to change in this next pay-per-view cycle. We can't have this same type of title run. I don't think it's going to work. So, But I think with this whole 60 minutes with Brian, it's going to change MJF. Not maybe saying that he's going to now become a face. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that just mm-hmm. overall his his reign. So if he does win, I think he's going to be different come next Wednesday, next Friday, you know, going forward. He's going to be a different man. Now, the saying is the first time you go into Hell in a Cell or a Steel Cage, or Hell in a Cell was the one back then, you're never the same. You're a different changes person. Man. It changes, changes the man. man. And MJF is going to be changed after he goes 60 minutes with Brian Danielson. Yeah, you know, I kind of wish that uh, they kind of would have, these roles would have been reversed. Because I think, like, the most interesting that Brand Anderson has been when he turned heel briefly, I think he was uh, wrestling Hangman. Mm-hmm. When he was kind of, and right before they put him with the BCC, like, he, he was such an interesting heel character. I feel he was cutting some really fire promos week after week. And, of course, MJF, I I think that, he, man, he'd been better off as a, as a, as a face right now, just like we, as we've been talking about. I would have loved this match to have been a heel Brian Danielson versus the face MJF. I think it would have been a much better feud. I think they would have been able to do more with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Right? I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what it is, which is a good and a bad thing. Because I, I, I'm super excited to see the match. I'm more excited to see the finish than anything that happens in the 59 minutes and 59 seconds of this match because. I think this is going to dictate kind of what the business for AEW is over the next few months. And typically AEW shows always has like some type of major surprise somewhere. So like I said, if I, if I had to bet smart money, give me MJF, but I will love Brian Danielson to win the championship and give me a, a three to six month run with the title. And he showed last night that he can still cut a really strong babyface promo. Indeed. So, yep. 
that leads right into the TFW moment of the week. Renisha, hit that beautiful jingle. TFW moment of the week. That was a little poop. Was that a poop yeah, sound? Poop. It sounds like oh, it. Oh, man. It was, it was more like a but it came out different, but whatever. Got you. Well, that is my TFW moment of the week. Brian Danielson's go-home promo last night. He sold that match in the pay-per-view. And MJF didn't have to say one word. MJF sold it with his facials and his mannerisms. Brian sold it with his words. That That's all you can ask for. I thought that was excellent. So that was my TFW moment of the week. And sorry just to gloss through it. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for listening, of course. But if you don't know what a TFW moment of the week is, it is any type of moment that we see fit we want to shout out from the past week. It could be a match. could be a promo. could be a sign in the crowd. Whatever. If it's wrestling-related, it is on deck to be a TFW moment of the week candidate. So, Rhodesia, I'm going to throw it to you. What is your moment of the week? Mine's was actually a match. I usually don't call out matches as my moment of the week. Um, and it was on Tuesdays in XT. And it, not Wednesdays, but Tuesdays in XT. And it was with Carmelo Hayes and Tyler Bates. Um, overall, whole bunch of near falls, whole bunch of suplexes, whole bunch of suplexes names that I don't even know because they were just doing so many awesome things out of their arsenal of going at each other my favorite type of match a lot of spots fast going moving and at the end Carmelo wins so that was my my match of the week and that's also my moment of the week nice I said it earlier um William Powerhouse Hobbs standing tall on top of that ladder and I don't care if the referees had to hold the ladder down, as long as that man's safe. Because what we didn't want to see is that man fall on his ass and, and, and on live national TV. Nobody wants to see that. But what I did want to see and what we saw was that man standing tall on that ladder holding gold. I don't care if it was brass nuts, gold nuts, Whoa. rings, whatever. That man standing... What kind of nuts? God damn it. Gold nuts, brass nuts, wow. brass rings, gold rings. I love here? seeing this man standing tall, holding it in the air for everybody to see. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? Awesome moment. I hope this leads to this man winning some gold in that AEW. William Hodge, kudos to you, man. Let's go. With your brass nuts. Them brass nuts. Gold nuts, brass nuts. All the nuts. These nuts. nuts. Right. We got to get out of here. All right, another oh, fantastic, nuts. successful episode. Hey, guys, you guys know the deal. Spread the word for us. Sub to the pod so you don't miss anything from the three of us. Hit that follow button and continue to support us. We appreciate each and every single one of you. If you have not already, give us a follow on Twitter, at that's FNW. And, of course, you guys know we are now doing full episodes on YouTube, at That's Freaking Wrestling. So, Got a big weekend of wrestling this week. We have a lot to talk about, of course, next week. So thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Woo, 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 woo. Nuts. <laughs>